Hello, this is George Kurtz inviting you to spend time here in the living room where we can enjoy topics of movies, sports, and television, highlighting wonderful years of our lives and, of course, music. So come on in, get comfortable, and we'll start with a heavy cup of dark roast and our imaginations. We marked America's bicentennial in the year 1976 and etched some memories in our minds' texts along the way. Theaters showed big movies like The Outlaw Josie Wales, directed by and starring Clint Eastwood, Sandra Locke, and Chief Dan George, a Canadian-born Indian actor who received Best Supporting Actor nomination in Little Big Man just six years earlier. Robert De Niro drove into our lives in Martin Scorsese's Taxi Driver, picking up fares at the corner of Delusion and Psychosis. Sybil Shepard joined Peter Boyle and Harvey Keitel in the great cast. In the wake of the Watergate proceedings, Alan Pakula's All the President's Men starred Robert Redford and Dustin Hoffman as intrepid reporters Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein and their deep investigation of the historic events that eventually led to Richard Nixon's resignation. Blake Edwards filled our need for humor again with The Peak Panther Strikes Again, starring Peter Sellers as Inspector Clouseau, further driving Herbert Loam, that's Inspector Dreyfus, further into insanity. And Herbert Kwok as the faithful servant Cato. Uh, by the way, you might recall Mr. Kwok in a more serious role as Mr. Ling, the Chinese expert in nuclear fission in Goldfinger. And we bounded up the art museum steps to the top with Sylvester Stallone in Rocky. It's a great story that showcases the spirit and drive of a man that won't give up, inspiring the champion in all of us. Tip of the hat goes to John Avildsen and the iconic scene where Rocky chases Burgess Meredith, that's Mickey, to accept his offer to train the Italian stallion to victory against Apollo Creed. No words are needed in this powerful scene that climaxes with the Market Frankfurt L sparking across the Philadelphia sky at their handshake. It's the best. The 1976 sports page started out with the Pittsburgh Steelers defeating the Dallas Cowboys 21-17 in Super Bowl X, and Lynn Swan got the MVP award. Baseball highlights included Philly Mike Schmidt clobbering four consecutive home runs in their game against Chicago. I could still hear Harry Callis announcing the record on the air. Also, the Reds beat the Yankees four games to zero in the World Series. On the hardwood, the Celtics put out the Suns four games to two. Dorothy Hamill dazzled us on ice, winning the Olympic gold medal in skating, and Austrian Franz Klammer won the men's downhill alpine skiing. Now that summer, the Olympics were the place where Romania's Nadia Comaneci scored seven perfect 10 scores and three gold medals. Our American boxing team dominated with five men each bringing home the gold. They include Sugar Ray Leonard, Michael and Leon Spinks, Leo Randolph, and Howard Davis Jr. The Fab Five indeed. Bruce Jenner won the gold for us in the decathlon and made Wheaties a national cereal favorite. And another track star, Edwin Moses, set a record and won the 400-meter hurdles event. On the links, Jerry Pate took the U.S. Open while Johnny Miller won the British Open, and Dave Stockton was the PGA champ. Skidding around on the ice still, Montreal swept the Flyers, 
four games to none, but Bobby Clark, their captain, took the Hart Memorial, or the MVP award. And two big tennis names included Jimmy Connors at the U.S. Open champ and Bjorn Borg, king of Wimbledon. Hey, that autumn in the big ring, Muhammad Ali went the full 15 rounds, winning a unanimous decision over Ken Norton, but candidly spoke of Norton's special style, and he hoped he wouldn't have to fight Norton again. Our 1976 TV sets gave us Rich Man, Poor Man, a 12-episode miniseries featuring Peter Strauss, Susie Blakely, Nick Nolte, and TV veteran bad guy William Smith as Falcon Eddie, a menacing Hulk. It's the story of two immigrant brothers making lives of their own here in America, each following his own drummer. Another two-night gripper was from prosecutor Vincent Bugliosi's book Helter Skelter, starring George DeCenzo as Bugliosi and Texan Steve Railsback as Charles Manson, an electrifying performance. I remember making sure that door was locked when Steve was on the screen. That summer, pay TV network Showtime made its debut, and ABC's Family Feud premiered and went on to become the number one game show for years to come. Did they ever have the Hatfields against the McCoys on the Family Feud? I'll have to check that. ABC's Barbara Walters showed her interviewing skills, talking to Jimmy and Rosalind Carter, Barbara Streisand, and John Peters. And, you know, we needed some fun in 1976. So Chuck Barris delivered with the debut of The Gong Show, displaying America's wacky, aspiring new talents like Murray Langston as the unknown comic, Gene Gene the Dancing Machine, and Mr. Tommy Tedesco, a good-natured guitar legend who helped carry the Wrecking Crew studio musician all-stars to greatness on countless pop song hits. What a gong. That gang. And before J.P. Morgone can gong me out, I'll exit stage left, waving at you till next time. Thanks for sharing your time with me. I'm your host, George Kurtz, with another invitation to you and your friends to come on by to the living room. We'll have a ball. Best wishes.